0: G'day and welcome to the Hunter's Campfire Podcast. My name is Mark and along with good mate Ian, we're here to help with all things hunting. If you're looking to start but don't know where to begin, you want to make the most of your next trip away or even plan a hunt of a lifetime, we've got something for you. You'll find our podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon and plenty of others. And if you want more, head over to our YouTube channel. hunters campfire where we have plenty of how-to and hunting videos along with the full video production of every podcast don't forget to like and subscribe and good hunting thunderbirds are gold and we're on yes well here we go again welcome to
1: the hunter's campfire podcast everybody Great to be back in front of the microphones and having another conversation. It's been a couple of weeks since we've put one of these together and it's good to have a guest with us and we're going to touch on a subject that we started way back when we first started the podcast and that is deep diving into parks. Lots of people asking about parks and what are the ones that we can go to and things like that so we've got a great guest that can help us with some of that um, through his experience but um, look before we get into that, John o. Mark, how are we doing? Oh, hang on. Sorry, you dropped out. Jono or Mark. We'll go with Mark. How, how are we doing?
0: <laughs> there we go. Uh, we're doing well. You know, the Royal Wing, as it were. We've been spending stuff on Black Friday.
1: Sorry. This is amazing. Uh, go see Media the screen. kit
0: for my... Move it over a little bit. Put it
1: in front of your face. There we go. Gotcha.
0: Media kit for my uh, GoPro 8. <laughs> and the DJI Uh, oh look at that wireless mics for the big camera so that's that's that and uh, a couple of other interesting things a little while ago um, I posted a heap of um, very short videos using the camera uh, on a deer hunt the reason I did that was because after carrying the big camera for an hour and finally turning it on I remembered that the memory card was still right here in the reader on the computer so well there you go um so i used the phone and i just posted on a friday morning and it seemed to resonate really well with people so i've strung those together so we'll be releasing that soon so it's a series of very short little videos um turned into a a full hunt and i've done the same thing with the it's shorter with the fishing run we did last week for whiting so there's a couple of little bits and pieces that are coming up that um, uh, just experimenting with the, the medium and seeing how we can be more engaging So, but I'm keen to get this thing mounted on my Bino harness so it'll be right there in the middle of the chest because um, I, I haven't been able to get a decent mount at the moment, so I've again spent some more money mm. Oh, sure. oh, yes. To add to the, add to the kit of stuff that you buy that never really quite works when you try it, and uh, see if I can get that working. So that's what's it that's up for me. I've got a I've got a tip
1: for you actually. I um I might even have a gadget that works. But um, the the chest mount that you can get in the in the GoPro kits, and you exchange that for a really small strap that goes around and it just mm. hugs around the back of the chest. Regular, yeah. I've used that for years and it worked pretty really well. So maybe that'll work.
0: What I'm thinking is I'm going to make a little wedge because you know I like to make stuff and actually get it inside the front zip oh, yeah. of the Ooh. thing and then kind of tuck it up and see if I can get that nice and tight. But that's what I'm, doing. I'm
1: That's what I'm going to do. Good luck with that. Also, how did the fishing go? What was the right, What right. was
0: the result? Well, so um, uh, the downside was I lost three really good expensive <laughs> lures chasing <laughs> uh, jacks along the, the wall, which happens. The uh, the upside was we got a really good feed of whiting and uh, you know had a great time just sitting in the boat and two guys in a boat telling lies for you know six seven hours while eating Kentucky fried chicken. Um,
1: Very good. Only so brought pretty brought a good way to spend an afternoon. Only brought up the fishing because I went out the same day. We had a that's bad, right absolute ball. So we we smacked over. we well, smacked over. Uh, we dragged out of the bottoms of the ocean probably thirty five snapper. Uh, for the Once. days that was pretty good we were actually chasing dollies but they just would not bite um, you could see them under the boat you could see them around the pads but they would not they just weren't doing it so we um, we ended up refishing which was cool and I, and I caught my first parrot fish mm, which is pretty cool the tusky um, mm. so taking your advice mark and somebody else's advice um, I'm actually going to boil that skull and I'm going to mount it
2: Yep, nice.
1: All right, so the, the whole concept is you boil the whole skull out, it comes apart into little pieces, yep. and you can reassemble it with some glue, and I'll put it on a little pedestal, and you'll have this cool tusky skull. So, mm. anyway, we'll share awesome that. Action. Yeah, it looks pretty yeah. cool. My yeah. son's really keen to do it, and uh, it looks like a fun. Even something the bottom jaws, different.
0: when you get them out, they look like tiny little, little pigs. Pig jaws. Ooh. Yeah, they do. Um, i I, so I do it from a boys so that you know you, they get you get even the smaller ones you get a little sort of jaws about that big which when they go to school no one else has got them so they, you know they'
1: they're like gold cool anyway mm-hmm. john what's going on
2: yeah i've not had uh that much of an exciting time as you boys i haven't done any fishing i did pop out for a weekend and and, and shoot a quick deer for the freezer uh, i just got a nice little hind. that was it um but otherwise just winding down to the end of the year for me just i haven't i to any Black Friday shopping expenses Well, um, yeah, just winding down towards the end of the year, getting ready for a break with the family. Pretty, uh, pretty boring.
1: Oh, well, never mind, mate. Hopefully you get a hunt over Christmas.
2: Uh, probably not, no. Family time, I think, oh, for me. Terrible. <laughs> it's a sad story.
1: Go ahead mute mm. for us. Um, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Michael. Michael Granger, thanks for joining us, mate. Well,
3: thank you very much, guys. Glad to be here. <laughs>
1: You're not participating in the uh, Black Friday sales at all. You? No, well, you are. You were talking about it well, before yeah, we came yeah, on, yeah. but on the other side yeah. of the counter,
3: I'm on the other end of it. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the receiving end of the <laughs> of the Black Friday sales.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we may as well touch on that now. Um, what part of the world are you doing that in?
3: Uh, so um, I've recently just started working at uh, Apex Hunting, um, a bow hunting store. So um, just sort of a completely different change of uh, role for me. I've always sort of been laborist-style roles, um, from tire fitting, brick laying uh, in the military, um, directional drilling, all those kind of things. So it's a completely different world for me to be diving into, but just sort of took the leap because I'm pretty passionate about bow hunting and we're better to be every day than a bow hunting store, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And uh, Sorry, Mark.
3: Well, look,
0: to, 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 to make your boss happy, I'm going to give a shout-out because I didn't know you worked at Apex, but um, they, uh, they've they got some of my coin over the years. Uh, I think I bought three bows from them. Uh, God knows how many arrows. They make this heritage range of arrows, which are very nice. Yes, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Also, there's a, a pretty well shot-up pig, you know, a little <laughs> archery range on the side of the house, but there is a much better conditioned fox and a few of those, you know, the 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 um dice shape things and yeah, the various yeah. targets so yeah. yeah um the boys last time we were actually out there i was getting typically i was getting something very small and the boys saw the fox and said can we get the fox yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i end up yeah. with well, i got one of the shot creek foxes or whatever they whatever they call that stuff so yeah we've got yep. we've got quite a nice archery range here and that's been all come that's all come out of um apex but it's all
3: uh recurve for us yeah yeah the wild creek targets are, are pretty cool i've got them myself that's yeah stuff, that's yeah. the ones yeah yeah they're awesome <laughs>
0: yeah they got a couple of really there's a good billy there's a really yeah. good billy one there's a yeah. good pig one and there's a there's even a fallow deer one i think
3: yeah there is yeah pretty much yeah everything you can think of yeah, yeah. They're,
0: they're there <laughs> well Tell your boss we. Uh, I like his products.
3: That's for sure. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll pass it on. <laughs> uh, where's Where's the shop, Michael? Uh, just in Capalaba. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty local. I'm, I'm on the Gold Coast, so it's a, you know still the south side for me. I think it's like, depending on the traffic these days, that you know it's kind of unpredictable that highway. <laughs> yeah. It can no. be. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: and 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 leading up to that, yeah, you, know, you said you're in the military.
3: What, yeah. What was yeah. Your,
1: what was your role in
3: there, mate? Uh, yeah, so I um, uh, joined when I was 18, basically as soon as I was old enough. Uh, I was in a 20 uh, 20 SDA regiment, so that's surveillance and target acquisition. I uh, sort of started off with the weapons locating radar, ground surveillance radar. That job slowly got phased out after about two years in, um, and then uh, they sort of uh, went over to the States uh, to learn how to fly the Shadow 200 drone. Um, so that was pretty cool, mm. uh, and then after that, just sort of spent a bunch of time outfield on training exercises and doing IMTs and and whatnot, and sort of done my time. And sort of thought, oh, nothing was sort of sort of no deployments or anything like that. Um, so I sort of thought, oh, you know, being on base uh, wasn't really my 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 thing. Uh, so I sort of thought, oh, I'll get out and um, see what I can do on the outside. Mm. Wow! So the drone. So you actually—I don't
0: know the shadow drone, but I'm assuming it's a fairly significant piece of equipment.
3: Yeah. 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 Pretty cool piece of kit. (laughs) Yeah. No.
1: Yeah, no. We, we don't get to play with those. I don't think. No, no, yeah, no yeah. <laughs> It's a bit different to our the ones that we go fishing with. I think.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, no, unless,
0: no unless I can get it from uh, what's the name, JB I Five. Yeah, no,
3: no, this one, this one needs a runway to, to sort of take off and land. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that. That sounds like a you know, <laughs> serious yeah. bit of gear. Yeah, not good. All right. mm. and,
1: and while you while you were there, what was was it through the military or or afterwards that you got into hunting, Michael?
3: No, it was before, so I was probably maybe oh, eight or nine years old. Our family <laughs> friends would take uh, take me out pigging, um, all on uh, private properties. Um, that was sort of like my first exposure to hunting, I guess, as far as like seeing animals go from sort of attic to freezer and then the plate kind of thing. And I thought that was pretty cool. I always sort of grew up around sort of rural areas. Um, uh, and kind of seen, seen a lot of farm work and that get done so i sort of had that appreciation for you know what it what it takes to get it to from the from the field to the plate um and then yeah sort of life just got busy and there's always something i was intrigued in um and then yeah once i got out, uh, out of the army i was sort of floating around between jobs trying to you know figure out what i was going to do with it the rest of my life um and then i stumbled across uh i think i've seen a like a youtube video uh like an american youtube video about bow hunting I think it was the hushing guys, and um, I was like, "Hey, that's pretty cool. I wonder if I can do that here." And then that's pretty much where it all started for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah,
0: that's interesting because you know, obviously, as you said through your family experience and also the military. I suppose bow wasn't the the obvious option.
3: Yeah, no. Well, it was one of those things. I sort of um, was sort of dabbling with the idea of getting my firearms license and and going down the the path of rifles. But yeah, just sort of. I'd, done a fair bit of rifle stuff in the army and yeah, the bows just sort of intrigued me. So I sort of, and yeah, but once I sort of shot it, I was also like, oh, okay, yeah, this is, this is for me. And then, um, mm-hmm. definitely rifles are something I think I'll move on to because I've got two, uh, two boys, uh, under two. Uh, my oldest Jase, just turned two. And i've got a six month old so um times are pretty pretty hectic um so yeah. i'm gonna try and squeeze in as much bow hunting as i can before <laughs> they get old enough that they want to come and then i'll probably lean towards the rifles a little bit when it might be a bit easier to hunt with them i'm thinking <laughs> rather than having them because uh yeah we, we do pretty big days out there in the hills with the bows so i don't think they're going to want to walk around chasing dad doing that <laughs> yeah nope nope they're not <laughs> so what kind of bow are you shooting at right? Uh, at the moment, I'm shooting a Bear Kuma 30. Um, so I, I tend to not that I've shot a whole, I'm not I'm not an expert. I haven't shot a whole range of bows, but the idea of a short, compact axle to axle bow because some of those state forests can get pretty thick, as you know. So having <laughs> something big and bulky just isn't. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I like to go small. Because okay. I'm shooting It's got a bear.
0: Um, a super cardiac so yeah. yeah cool nice yeah yeah so yeah so yeah it's interesting um because i don't have i i got into bow hunting or bow shit i haven't hunted with it this particular bow but i got into it simply because it was something i could do here at home yeah. you know unfortunately they won't let me you know sighting <laughs> through 386 against the side <laughs> of the house um so yeah. I, the bow it was just a great option about that and i and i've kind of it's led from that convenience into something a little bit more. It certainly, it engages you in a different way. The bow, I must admit, it's um, <laughs> I'm not sure. it's it's hard to explain, but it's certainly a different. It's a wholly different medium to the to the rifle, and I I admire those people you see in the states who kind of gone, you know, they've got you know early gun bow, flintlock, whatever it is, and they go. They just kind of swap follow, follow between the all these yeah. Yeah. You know, these different oh, mm. pr- approaches, yeah. so they can hunt as long as they can, you know. But you know, oh, this week I'm the bow. I'm putting it down. I'm grabbing the rifle. <laughs> it mm. really is a. I'm I'm quite you know admire that, that that ability because it is a wholly different mechanism in terms <laughs> of like, everything about it's different. Yeah. Do you think you hunt with your bow, Mark? I'd I'd like to. Mm. Um, I'd like to. I, I did hunt with a bow a long time ago um but i'm not sure if i i am not sure if i've got the ability to put enough practice in with the recurve to, to to um to hunt successfully I've, I've thought about it a couple of times but i know i'm not i know i'm not ready for it and you i know because i suppose i know enough about hunting to know you know the the that the opportunity window is so small already with a rifle so i know that if i go to a recurve i'm just going to compress that window down to a very very yeah, very slither more. of glass type <laughs> thing so i'm not i'm not sure i'd, I'd like to i like the concept hmm. i'm not sure if i um if i'll do it
1: i think you'll find um you'll get every chance chasing goats mm. yeah like if you're classifying hunting with your bow as chasing deer then yeah, you're in, you're in for a tough time. Um, yeah, but goats, you know, you know yourself, mate. You can
0: you can call them in. You know, well, so I mean, sitting you know, I've there
1: been, with a bow is fun.
0: I've been in situations where you know um, I could slap a deer. You know, I've been that they've come up to me that close, and I thought, well, if I had the bow now, I'd get him because you know it's literally within ten yards. But you know, I look back at those situations and kind of go, "Yeah, that was that one situation in a whole season of of, of not being in that." Mm, situation. It was an exception, yeah. um, and certainly with goats. You know, there's been types where I remember once I was hunting with Adrian and and we they just literally walked par- literally walked past us, and like we was I was looking at him and he was looking at me and I and we just kind of nodded and said, "Okay, start shooting now." And they were <laughs> like, you know, we were, they're were almost we we're kicking them out of the way. Yeah, so you, think, you can uh, get in those situations mm. but I, I, that also, that's one memory from you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours of not, not being in that situation. There's a
1: new challenge that I want to take up and that's live capture now that I've fenced the paddocks out the back oh, though, you live you okay. <laughs> <laughs> put the bow down now, We'll just hook them around the legs and, uh, okay. try, and try and get <laughs> <in> them back to you. bit of free stuff for the paddocks, yeah but um I've I've um I, I'm the same. I enjoy I've got a uh, an old an old bear compound, bear carnage or something like that, and uh, I've had that for ten years, and it's been it's been brilliant, and it's a really short axle to axle, bow, and it was it was for exactly that purpose, and yep. uh, I've knocked quite a few goats with it now, and I I love it, but the thing for me about the compound is, once you're proficient, um, unless you're like a really heavy poundage, which isn't necessary for goats. Yeah, Uh, it's probably not necessary for fallow deer either, or a lot of other game. But um, unless you're running a really heavy poundage, uh, you don't need the the ongoing practice. Um, You know, it's good to pick it up from time to time and keep your eye on and things like that. But compared to the recurve, um, the recurve you really need to be doing that daily. It's a completely different (laughs) thing. I'm more than comfortable picking my compound up after six months, um, spending two or three days, you know, putting it down, picking it up, putting it down putting some things through the through the target and then gun hunting with it yeah. and, and it's perfectly fine but yeah. I, unlike Mark I'd love to hunt more with the recurve um, but I also like the success of hunting mm. and you know if, if success is taking an animal uh, a lot of the times the bow takes the back seat and I go and knock one with the with the rifle or the, the yeah. compound first There's definitely then more, I might pick uh, that up and give trips. it a try
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a lot of, it's
1: a lot of discipline yeah <laughs>
3: So what have you hunted, Michael, with your boat? Uh, just just goats so far. Like, I've only shot goats so far. Um, I've been in close to deer a few times, just not sort of um, close enough to sort of draw back. Um, but hopefully uh, we've got some plans in motion for the rut uh, this year, public land hunting. So hopefully, yeah, that all comes comes together. A few different state forests. I've sort of been ironed off as well. So uh, that's one thing I'm not sort of scared of is sort of... Uh, I sort of basically look at the harvest reports, even if they don't look that great. I sort of look at the bookings, and if the harvest reports aren't great and but no one's going as well, I kind of go, oh, okay, well maybe I'll go check it out. And no one's checking it out, so yeah, give it a give it a look. So and I, I tend to find it anywhere from that sort of New England area, um, sort of you know south of Texas all the way down to sort of Tamworth is you know it's all good good country and seems to hold game. It's just uh, you just got to get out there and get after them. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And for those that don't know. Uh, inside the R Licence portal is the Harvest Return Report. So you can go and have a look by quarter of what game have been taken and what parks, um, and that gives you a really good indication of where to start. And we talk about that when we put people through, through the test uh, or through, through the R Licence course, and, um, yeah, it's certainly a really good way to start it. But, and I always say, and you know, we've talked about this before, um, those harvest returns, to me, are almost spot-on accurate there yeah. seem to be two different types of people that fill out those returns <laughs> those that do it properly and those yeah, that please. say nothing yeah but they don't be they don't seem to be too many people out there that write down a whole bunch of bullshit that they didn't see <laughs> and return the return right yeah uh, so you can really rely on those they seem to be quite good. yeah, yeah. Look,
0: it's a good indicator i mean i'm on the flip side, I don't know how many times I've been told there's no game here. Oh, yeah. um, I remember yeah. being told there's no game here literally with a deer hanging in the tree next to me. <laughs> you know, we've got a fellow hanging up and the guy goes, oh, there's, there's nothing around here, she goes, okay. Yeah. And I've been to- I remember, that the, 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 to be honest, one of the funniest things I've got told was there's no, there's no goats in Severn. I was yeah. going, okay, sure. <laughs> um, I think so.
1: Population's dwindling, I hear. slowly
0: (laughs) maybe but this uh, a dwindling population is not extinction um so uh yeah but it's a good it's a good approach you know it's a good i think Mm. one of the the interesting things about the rlic system is that you can kind of explore before you go you know you can kind of get a little bit of um intel you can't get a lot but you can get uh, the, the kind of intel about if what kind of games about that I mean you don't find out things about campgrounds and so like that but it does give you a, a good pointer on where to go and, and also the, I think the fact that the fact is that if you go to a new forest and you explore it that, that's it that's that's a great opportunity in itself mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of times that we've done road trips where we've just literally dr- driven to forests ha- we don't have any idea of you know book them into the R licence and just to see what was happening and uh, you know there was a couple of New England there. Um, Butterleaf was the first time we went to Butterleaf, and there was another one. I think it was called Gibraltar. I think it's it's no longer um, one of the state forests. But we did a road trip, which was Bingera, um Gibraltar, and uh, Butterleaf on a week on a long weekend, just to check them out and see what we could find. Yeah. Yep.
1: So, um, Michael, what? I see you said that you're into. Uh, state forest hunting. Yeah. That's primarily the, the hunting that you're doing. Yeah. Being Queensland, just like lots of yeah, us, no. <laughs> not a lot of public, private land access. So, yeah. you know, it's great to be able to drop down into New South Wales and do that. Um, where did you start? Right, what, Which parks did you start with? And and uh, I guess another question is, do you tend to find that you're out there looking at new parks frequently or are you uh, a bit of a creature of habit going back to where the successes have been?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically I kind of heard about the class R system through uh, one of my hunting buddies, uh, Ashley. Um, here We sort of worked together at the time and he was like, yeah, go, get your class R. Let's go check it out. At the mo- uh, at that time they were hitting Severn um, with another bloke I hunt with named Dave. Um, they were hitting that pretty heavily and I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then, um, I think that's when I first found your guys' podcast just through YouTube. I think I've I've seen your Severn uh, coverage, uh, um, on, on the, um, on the, on on YouTube, I believe. And then, um, I was kind of like, oh yeah, cool. Um, and then I sort of was diving into the website because I was pretty intrigued about it all, and started looking at the harvest reports and stuff like that. And I was sort of like, oh, okay, cool, well, let's go. Maybe let's go chase the harvest reports and and um, uh, and see if we can find like you know these other forests that don't seem to be getting hit that much. Um, and then yeah, it's all kind of started there, hitting uh, hitting different forests. So I ended up, I think that's when I first approached you guys about Severn, um, hitting you up because I listened uh, to the Severn podcast where you guys mentioned Hill Camp. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a pretty cool right. spot to spend <laughs> spend the night. So, yeah, headed up to to, to, to Hilt Camp um, on a hunt there with Ash. We didn't see anything our first trip. Um, got close a couple of times um, to like sort of like the smell. You know, when you can smell, that's like that. Like, you get that billy smell. My smell is not yep. the greatest. So the boys normally, they, they normally tell me, oh, I smell billies. And I go, oh, really? Okay, cool. We're on or whatever. So that was a, it. Was a, we we done a lot of k's that day. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think that you know we were it was more of like a him just sort of showing me what he is experiencing in the forest. Um, I did do a solo trip to Severn um, on that on the on the southern side when it was open. Um, uh, I think it might be closed. Or I think or a while ago when I looked, it had that southern side blocked off. But at the time it was open, and um, yeah, she was thick in there. It was sort of like summerish, oh, yeah. and you know, <laughs> yeah, For I definitely. come out just covered in birds. Yeah, but I did get in uh, to about thirty yards on a really good mob of billys. Um, the wind was just swirling, and and uh, not, and probably my poor stalking skills as well didn't didn't, didn't put me in good favor of them. But um, I did get the full draw. But the shot I had was just a little bit too quartering away for my liking. Um, I'm pretty picky on my shot placements. I probably, well, I've definitely let down on more animals than I've than I've taken shots on. That's for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Good on you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's southern that's side, side. Yeah, that's southern, southern side of the so. Yeah, she's yeah. thick. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: although, although it's it's cleaned up, you know. So obviously, it's a seasonal okay. thing. Yeah, cool. um, there were some fellas that, that um, were uh, talking to us about hunting down there, and their feedback was that it it, it was a lot better than okay, we cool. had reported. Yeah um so it seems to be but and it's not the it's not the whole southern side that's shut down okay. just just the northern side of the creek right. yeah the southern side of the creek is is fine still okay. to hunt so cool. um,
0: yeah there was a there was a band that we came across um though i saw a wild dog near the band of it but right. there was a band of that just just mungle bird and there was no animal tracks through it so they were even the, even the game weren't weren't bothering with it so yeah but there's nothing eats it and nothing wants to walk through it so they just mm. walk around it mm.
1: yeah so that was your first experience of um our license hunting yeah and yeah. you've explored a few other ones you, which yeah. which, uh, which ones have you found further south that have been interesting yeah
3: so recently i've been hitting um, ben, uh, uh ben braggie state forest um so just on the other side of bengara there mm. um done i've done two trips there so the first one was with my mate ash our hunting trips are. Are pretty um brief because we kind of you know all got you know, busy work lives and young families and whatnot so we sort of leave straight after work on on friday and sort of burn the candle at both ends just send it down there to the forest normally get down to the forest pretty late get a couple hours sleep and get up and just get after it um and then we'll, we'll recover back in camp after the <laughs> after the hunt and then drive back the next day so we can come home and mow the lawns and change nappies and whatnot yep. so yeah okay. they're pretty they're pretty short hunts but it doesn't stop us from getting out there that's for sure um so yeah my first mm. hunt down there was with ash um and uh, uh i think actually um uh up at the um the hunting expo um me and uh reese bosley um were oh, just yeah, yeah ex- exchanging mm. stories um about our different um state forests that we had hunted and i mentioned that i was looking at to um, go down and hit ben braggy and he, uh, he had hunted a few times and said yeah it's definitely a a great forest to go to go hunt um so i just messaged him saying oh where's a good spot to camp and he gave me some tips and some spots on where to camp and that so yeah me and my mate ash we just it down there after work one day and um uh, i think we left we left about three o'clock in the morning and we got down to the forest at about just before nine um and then uh and wow. then kind of went out on to you can only enter the forest from like what you call the southern side there is a trail going in, um, as you kind of come out of Bengara but it, it leaves the, the roads looks like it goes into the state forest on the maps, but it's actually closed off on a private property. So, uh, there's room down there to turn around if you do go down there. I've been, been there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we sort of. You got to sort of enter in from this this other side. The the tracks are pretty drivable. Um, there are some places further off that can get a little bit. Um, you know, you definitely need a four wheel drive, but it's definitely huntable in a two wheel drive if you just sort of pull off the main road a couple hundred meters. You'll be you'll be pretty safe. Um, and then yeah, we glassed a little bit. Um, our sort of main thing we do when we hit a state forest to begin with is just trying to pick a high point and just sort of get our bearings, <laughs> try to figure out where the boundaries are, what we're looking at. Um, and then obviously with, with goats, hopefully hear some bleats and in in the distance, um, this particular morning, we didn't hear anything. So we sort of thought, okay, well, the wind's not really in our favor being we've started on the Southern side. So we tried to do a bit of a loop to get the wind back in our face. Um, and sort of like, uh, I'm definitely by no means an expert here. I just sort of watch a lot of YouTube videos on what to do. And I kind of like to move with the winds and the thermal. So the whole hunt high in the, in the morning, low in the afternoon type, type scenario, um, and then, yeah, uh, we we glass some goats on the other side of this gorge, and we sort of thought, okay, we'll move move around our way towards them, and then just it's it, it is steep and thick, so it definitely watch your footing. It's um, yeah, it goes from flat to, to vertical pretty quick down there, so a lot, a lot mm. of loose rocks and stuff, and this it, it's not as thick as like southern sides of Urn, but it's pretty close. Um, w- when it's in, in stick stages. Um, and and because it is like that, you sort of got to be ready at any moment. Like, you know, with, with the, with the, you can kind of be a little bit lenient on noises because the wind and the, the, the foliage is, is quite loud. And with, you know, I didn't even expect it. And then I was like 15 yards from a goat. <laughs> so, so I, I took a shot and, um, yeah, um, it went, we kind of lost sight of it, um, went maybe 10 yards, um, give it a bit of a time to walk up to it. And, um, and yeah, so from, at three thirty in the morning, got to the forest just before nine. We had uh, meat, and the esky at eleven. <laughs> so, pretty successful Cheers. first trip down there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Was mm. yeah. uh, that the one above your head? Uh, no, that was actually that one. There was my first goat. I actually got through um, uh, a bloke named Matty Wakefield. He runs a course called Next Level Bow Hunting. A few years back, um, he had a property he could go out and um, and hunt on, and uh, he is a butcher by trade. So he'll take you out, um, you know, teach you how to hunt, and then bring you into camp and show you how to butcher and all those kinds of things. I'd all sort of done it all before, but uh, and at, I didn't have my class R. I didn't even know about class R at the time, so it was just sort of a, a way to get a get a hunt in to the busy schedule. Yeah, for sure. But I definitely, yeah, it was. It was. A, I'm not too sure whether he's still up and running or, or where he's at with it. But um, it was definitely a, a really cool, cool time out there. Cool.
0: So, with um, is is uh, other than Savern and Benbragi, any, any others you visited?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, I've been down to um, a a boat only forest called Atunga. So, I spent a bit of time down there mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, mostly, okay. mostly mm. yes, yeah, sort of yeah, Severn. Um, and uh, that with the last trip when I when I um, both me and Dave took Billy's was at Van our, our Braggy Um, yeah, that was a that was a a, a, a okay. hell of a, a hell of a pack out. Yeah, just.
1: Just back on Ben Braggie then, yep. um, you said that it goes from flat to vertical pretty quick. Yes. Yeah. I'm assuming that, that then there's all sorts of terrain in there. Yeah. Is there a creek that runs yeah, through it? Give us or, a bit more yeah, of a description
3: so of what you find in there. There's kind of like a, a pretty prominent sort of a lot of ridgelines as you first enter the forest from the southern side. You find yourself on the high ground pretty quickly looking down. Um and, yeah, in amongst, in, in amongst those uh, ridge lines, you have these gorges where not, like, I wouldn't say, like, you know, big creeks, but definitely, there's definitely flowing water there. And from what I've, from what I've sort of found at the times of the days that I've hunted, I sort of, I like to, whenever um, whenever I see a game or whenever we get on and put a stalk in, I always mark it down on a venza. It's um, time of day. Um you know, all, all those kinds of things and, you know, what, what, what the wind was doing in that. So that way I sort of next time when I when I take someone out to the forest or I'm um, there again, I kind of uh, use it as a bit of a reference point to go, okay, well, i seen them at this time of the morning um, on this contour line. So that worked last time. Let's pop down to that contour line and, um, and just work our way across it, which can be hard mm-hmm. because you naturally want to go downhill <laughs> so you find yourself sort yeah. of fighting it's pretty steep so you find yourself constantly trying to trying to to hold those contour lines can be pretty tough but it's definitely worth it you don't want to end up getting down to the bottom too quick um, and then cuz you find yourself sort of going up and down up and down all day you just don't be in a rush to get down to the bottom of those of to those creeks or sort of slowly work your way down cuz you'll get down there you'll, you'll, you'll be down there <laughs> okay any um, any other game sign other than goats? Uh, lots of pig sign up on the hills. We didn't see any there, but it was yeah. The top of the hills were just turned up. It was yeah. It was pretty pretty crazy to see the amount of movement and yeah. It's mm. just like it's one of those forests that you you know, it's hard to to. I, I'm because I'm still new at it as well. It's it's hard to determine what's sort of fresh sign and what's old sign because it's just everywhere. <laughs> there's game trails and yeah. prints, and it's just everywhere you look. There's something, yeah. Yeah,
0: uh, I've hunt, hunted Bingerow, which is yep. not far from there. I yeah, just on the other side of town. And that actually, yeah, well, that's um, that forest is where we, when I spoke about goats walking up on us, that was yeah, that okay, forest. yeah, yep. And I also saw the biggest public land pig I've ever seen. Yeah, okay, yeah, in that forest. <laughs> All I saw was him just belting away from us, <laughs> but it was a huge bit of bacon. It was actually right down near on the. Uh, very far, not not too far from the road on the flat. Yep. so it's uh, mm. they're they're quite interesting. Those little forest. I know Binger is quite interesting because it's a small forest, and as you said, it is. You kind of start at the road, and it almost immediately goes yeah. up <laughs> into the up into a ridge line, and then you realise it's just a series of these ridges yeah. that. I think they must all flow down into the, the, the Merrick there. I oh, know, no, that's not the Merrick. Um, oh. What's the river there?
3: Yeah, I forget, I forget the name um, of the river. There's actually that's... a really cool camp spot just on the river, just outside of town, a free yeah. camp spot. We actually, the the last night yeah. I went on with Dave after we packed out, um, we're like, oh, let's go down and wash off in the river and have a beer.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and Bingley is quite a nice little town itself yeah. as yeah. well.
3: Yeah. Mm. Yeah,
0: sure. yeah, it's only it's a, a, a
1: little park isn't it I'm looking on the on the DPI side it's only now. two or
2: three hunters or, uh, I don't know I yeah,
1: two,
0: two, yeah, yeah. So I think Bingerle was two hunter yeah. was a two hunter yeah. one and uh, I'm trying to think of the name of that river now
3: it's an escape me. yeah it's lost me too but, Yeah,
0: <laughs> where you come into town there there's a big There was well there was when we were there, there was a big rock bar yeah. and you could actually literally go down to it and have a swim and just cool and off in the river because we were there in the middle of summer and it was stinking hot yeah mm. yeah
1: it is um so is the is the park uh uh forestry worked like Severn has had some um, forestry work go through it yeah, is it, it plantation pines or are they is there, is there anything going
3: on in there that you know of? no it looks all pretty like natural vegetation um but in saying that like uh I'm, i haven't gone like the southern side's pretty much like i've done two trips now and and haven't really gone much further than that southern side just because there's, uh, there's been too much going on in that southern side for us to sort of venture any further yet. We have glassed nor- the, the northern bit and seen game up there, um, but we just yeah, haven't got that far yet. But the roads are pretty well maintained. Like, um, you know, it, it's it's pretty, uh, mm-hmm. yeah they're pretty tidy, you know, you're not sort of, I've, I've definitely been in some forest where, you know, they can get a bit hairy, some of those forward drive tracks, but they're definitely pretty drivable. So. I guess whether that's just for, you know, fire service trails or something like that, but it doesn't really appear to be worked too, too much. There was some, there's some old like diamond mines in there. Um, I think, uh, like, like mm. Monte Cristo diamond mines or something like that. Um, mm. yeah, there's a few, yeah. there's a few of those in there you can sort of stumble across. So yeah, there's some diamonds in them hills. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I think it's one of
2: only two diamond mines in Australia, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's there's,
2: gold there as well. Yeah, Yeah.
3: there's one that one of the tracks go down to from the southern side and then on the last trip down there me and Dave sort of stumbled across because you can kinda the maps I find the maps, whether you're using Avenza or the hunt maps, um, can be kinda the tracks don't exactly line up with with what's on the maps, and you know, you can kind of get your spirit disorientated <laughs> on what's, what's going yes. on. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, we end up finding that other one in there as well, and that's pretty, pretty cool. So, yeah, no, there's definitely, um, that's actually when we uh, actually got onto that mob of Billy's as well. We sort of sat there for a bit, it was kind of like, oh, okay, um, sort of, you know, thinking, all right, we're well, about to move into phase two of the hunt and start heading back up the hills, and, um, and then, yeah, it was sort of luck, sort of paid us a visit, and, in the form of a few uh, billies on the horizon, so we're back on.
2: <laughs> mm. Mm.
1: Oh, really interesting. Mm. Any other prominent features in the park they've found? Or there you know, like uh, Severn has got a number of dams that people frequent, um, things like that that you can. Yeah, recall? no,
3: it's pretty much like yeah, both of those uh, sort of diamond mines. Uh, you know, there's. I guess you could call them dams. I guess it's just the, the holes that are left there behind that. The the one in the the main prominent one that the, one of the main file trails go down to seems to hold uh, water a lot, and it's kind of like at the bottom yeah. of the two sort of creek uh, creek systems. Um, so and there's yeah a lot of a lot of sign on there, but you know. They, they, Yeah, like we just tend not to, we tend not to walk the tracks too much. We like to sort of get out in the thick and and sort of that's where we tend to find the most game. But as soon as you get on the track, you know, the tracks just covered and so I've definitely seen like game on the trails. Like we've been walking back to camp and had, you know, sort of Mm. Billy's (laughs) right right in front of us on the trail after we've just been like hoofing it up the hills all day. (laughs) So no it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah but yeah <laughs> definitely around those sort of water sources but i guess because i had so much rain recently um it's uh it's yeah they yeah they tend to be sort of what i've found so far is they yeah they said tend to sort of be holding those sort of contour lines around that sort of eight to nine in the morning they're kind of like on those sort of sun-facing sides of the hills yeah, of, yeah. Mm-hmm. sure certainly
0: sounds like an interesting one right? i mean those those little ones are can be quite interesting in that you know that they are small you only get one or two you know hunters in yep. there and but it, does, it, it doesn't seem to in any way uh limit your opportunities it's not like yeah, oh no, no, yeah there's nothing here yeah. they, they are quite productive and sometimes i think they get overlooked because they're like oh it's too small yeah. don't go there yeah. but mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one um, thing I, I think that's us, yeah. That's us looking at a map and assuming those boundaries that goats care about, those <laughs> yeah. Boundaries, yeah. They don't, so you <laughs> know, it's it, it just happens to be where they concentrate,
3: yeah. Oh, for sure. It, to, to me, it's 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 uh, those smaller forests, even though as they look more on the maps, they can still get you spent at the end of the day, that's for sure. You can still find yourself oh, doing that can. In a few yeah. a few <laughs> oh, yeah. but the biggest thing I kind of find uh, with the smaller forests is that um, uh, um, Kind of cognizant of those boundaries because you don't sort of want to be taking a shot too close to them because you know not you know we're hunters you know we've got to accept the reality that not all shots shots go well and um, when they go across boundaries it's not Mm -hmm. not not ideal. Yeah,
0: speaking
3: of that is. are those boundaries down there uh, visible boundaries, or are they just They're, literally? Yeah. So on the northern side, um, I have seen a fence in a few spots that um, sort of. I'm assuming that marks that private property that you, so you can't enter from that northern side. I'm assuming that's maybe that their, their yeah. fence, yeah, and that, and that seems to be running from where I've gone. It seems to be running the whole way along there, and it's in reasonable condition. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because that, that's also a challenge. I mean, I've been into certainly number of state forests where you, you realise, you know, you're coming to a boundary, but you only realise that because, you know, the GPS tells you mm. there's nothing. Oh, yeah. There's no clarity yeah. about a change in uh, terrain and, or, or, or the, you know, the existence of a fence or yeah. anything that even looks like a fence.
3: Yeah. I'm, the thing that spins me out is when we're up on top of some of these ridges, like kind of in the middle of the forest, they'll just be like random fence posts up there you're know, like what the hell why is that chance? we put this here what was going on yeah. yeah
0: yeah an old toilet shows up in the <laughs> middle
2: of yeah, there or sofas and all, all
1: sorts yeah of i mean weird.
0: then that's simply that's simply because they were once you know they were they were selections or they were you know they were state yeah. land used someone had had got got them to with the idea of you know improving them to making Pasture or something out of them and it failed. Yeah. I mean, Severn's a great example of that. There's, you know, there's machinery yeah. laying in paddocks and there's, mm. there's, there's half, ha- well, not half a house, but there's house stumps and there's water tanks and there's all sorts of things. So people have been using that land for, for as long, you know, since, since people first moved there and probably the same thing. I remember uh, way up on one of the uh, state forests, I found, um, you know, the telegraph insulators. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You thought,
3: I mean, who, who's mm. crazy enough to string it in the first place?
0: Little <laughs> L- alone, you know. So it, it, I found that the white insulator. I still, I still got it, you know. But um, so yeah, you see these things. And I remember once I was in Pilliger West, which is you know even more remote than Pilliger East, and I wasn't on the track either. I was off the track. And I was walking along, and I found a printer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, Random. Like, it was like yeah. that, you know, It's like Gods Must Be pra- Crazy where yeah. the guy drops a Coke bottle at the plane. It's almost like someone was falling yeah. along and get, yeah Get rid of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Someone was really, really conscious about like,
1: not getting caught, really.
0: <laughs> That's why like, someone said, I'm going to dump this, but there's uh, no way yeah. I'm going to get in trouble, so I'm going to drive uh-huh. 80 k's <laughs> in yeah. nowhere and then walk <laughs> another k. Away from nowhere, so I can get a bit further away and leave my printer. Yeah. So you had a room that.
3: That's, that's actually one thing I'll have to... Even <laughs> Bob yeah. is dragging this thing that <laughs> That's actually one thing I'll have to do a quick shout out to a, another hunter we come across while we were down there, uh, in Ben Braggie last time. He wasn't, he wasn't, uh, like, like, scheduled a hunt on that day, but he was just in there doing a bit of a scout. And it was during our pack out, me and, uh, me and Dave had sort of chased these blues for a while, so we were a wee way away from camp. And, um, we were kind of maybe, about five, six K's into it, packing out the meat to get it back to camp. And, um, and I sort of, I sort of seen something in the distance, like, Oh, is that a mirage? Like what the hell's going on here? And there was another guy in there just giving it a scout. So I was sort of hollering out to him like, Oh, give us a hand. And, uh, it, yeah, uh, Callum's his name was, so if he's listening shout out to uh, Callum, he helped us get meat back to camp. So that was, that was really cool. Kind of reinstills your faith and yes. uh, humanity when you're kind of running the guys out there and more than happy to, to help you out. So, yeah, I'm really appreciative of, uh, of him for helping us there and, offered him the world for for helping us but um ended up just uh uh, transferring over all the waypoints that i had on a benzer to him so hopefully um he he has some luck there in the future (laughs) fantastic that's cool i'm looking hand. yeah
1: five k's into a walkout and you were some way from
3: oh yeah oh yeah we had a way yeah (laughs) yeah we were pretty yeah we're pretty far (laughs) it's like kind of one of those things where uh, you because we were down the bottom um I try and keep things pretty optimistic when i'm out there because you know when you are sort of out there slogging you can kind of be a little bit um you know it can kind of get you down and like why am i doing this kind of thing so the first kind of <laughs> the first kind of two k's of it were oh, all uphill <laughs> um and uh i'll sort of i'll sort of uh you know kind of um my mate along dave sort of saying like yeah once we get to this hill it's not too far and then we're another K or so down the track. And, yeah, we're almost, we're about halfway. And then when we got back to camp, he was like, we were nowhere even close to halfway, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's definitely, yeah, you can definitely put some Ks in. Even though those small forests, they can, uh, yeah, they can have you going up and down a fair bit, especially with the bow happening. Because, like, my, you know, even though, like, I shoot our um uh, three AAA clubs and stuff like that, um pretty confident out to sort of 50-ish yards but, you know, I may as well be a trout hunter with the way that I hunt. I don't think I've taken a shot further than 22 yards, so I'd like to get in close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
1: interesting how far you end up going when you're just tiptoeing <laughs>
3: Yeah, it happens quick. Like yeah. You're just
1: enjoying yourself, you're hunting along, yeah. you're nice and yeah. quiet and slow yeah. and all of a sudden you've, <laughs> you've covered big distance. Yeah. Yeah, it's get a back. long
2: way back. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, always surprises me. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, you do, you I mean the territory was a good example of that, wasn't it? I mean, <laughs> Careful walk this afternoon. Twenty k <laughs> <Yeah>. later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For
3: sure.
0: So, so. I, I speaking of meeting people like the Simon who I hunt with a lot and I have hunted with since well, now twelve years almost. I, I met him at the State Forest. Yeah. He was he was one of the other hunters there when we got in fact we had a we had a we had a bit of a an emergency type situation, and I managed to get to the road. And this vehicle came along; and it was Simon. And, um, he gave us, gave us a hand, and uh, later on that afternoon, you know, he, he, there was a vehicle bogged, and he he, well, he tried to help out, and it turned bad for him as well. But it was um that's where we first yeah. met. So yeah, you know, it's that's quite possible to to run into oh, yeah. like minded people, yeah, and sure. actually, you know, mm-hmm. build build connections.
3: Yeah. My, my recommendation yeah. is too, is all those sort of small country towns you drive through, just stop at the pub and get a feed up. I have gone onto a few private properties. I haven't hunted them any yet, um, just cause I find myself just the ease of hunting publicly land. I can just sort of, I oh, yeah, there's I'll book it and go, um, uh but yeah, there's definitely been a few stops at pubs where the bartender's sort of like, Oh yeah, like what have you been doing? Oh, down here hunting and he goes, Oh yeah, old Errol over there, he'll he'll get you out on his property and all that sort of stuff, so it's definitely worth a yarn at the pub and a few beers and yeah. Yeah, I um
1: I had a funny situation um not long ago going I don't know if I was going to Severn or I was going further. I think I was going through I was going through Texas on my way to a private land hunt. Well, anyway, I stopped at, the, there's a new um, cafe in um, Texas um, who makes a pretty pretty bloody good coffee. Yeah. So um, I was pretty happy about that. And you now I'm in there having a, having a yarn and just making a coffee. And i called like, oh, what are you up to? Oh, he's heading out hunting sessions. Oh, we get people coming through here all the time hunting now. Um, it's really great that people stop <laughs> and spend the money and have a chat. Mm. And anyway, this guy came last time. I, I, she says, I've, I've forgotten his name. I've got his details over here somewhere. I I told him I'd ring such and such up the road and get him access to private land yeah, okay. for deer hunting, and I and uh and I did. So I better ring him. You've reminded me. I'll do that. So he's done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Stopped that. Stopped and got a pie and a coffee, and the bird at the shop has found him some private yeah, access. Sure. And I think what you know the return is that she'll get some of the venison. Yeah. Which is great, but um, mm. you never know. If you don't ask, you That's don't it. you don't know, right? Yeah, yeah you
2: never know. Mm. Mm. For sure.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean. So And it has a very good baker. Yeah, okay, yeah. They're a good, yeah. good, good pie too. <laughs> <laughs> They're a good party. There. Yeah. And there's, there's a... Because, there, you know, there's about Diamond. There's that, that whole area is that, you know, that New England gems field. So there's mm. all sorts of interesting things. Cause, oh, we, me and the family have been through there a couple of times. In fact, that's the way we... If we're coming back from... Um, Tamworth something like that, we've got the, a bit more time, we'll come up that, what they call the Foster's Way, well. so you come right up through that area, which is a you know, good explore. and as you said, you go through and pass those, number of those state forests. Mm.
1: Mm. It sounds like one that's worthy of to so
0: for sure. Yep. I'm, yeah, I'm, ke- I'm, I'm keen, I'm,
1: I'm keen. I, might, I might not take the boat, yeah. <laughs> I might have to pull, pull the BRX back out and take mm. it for a wander.
3: Yeah, and well, the
1: just in <laughs> case we find some young ones like <laughs> So I, I've paddocks. got
0: I've got a kind of fishing, hunting, exploring trip coming up from uh, between Christmas and New Year. So I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to go, but that that could be on the car. Oh, I'm going to that region. I'm going down that region. So I want to I want to try Ashford for fishing, and uh, I've been spot. speaking to oh, Ned yeah. Makeham. He's recommended a place down at Inverell. So. There's a couple of forests that I could we could weave through on the way down. That's another a short... um, thing mm.
3: about Ben Braggy There's a pretty uh, healthy population of emus in there. So uh, I was actually mm, on no. our first mm. trip down there. I was hunting with my mate Ash, and we were sort of like following this game trail. And this emu sort of popped out, sort of three meters in front of us, and sort of you could see you're sort of deciding whether he was wanted to go us or or, or, or leg it. And <laughs> lucky for us that he decided to turn around and run. But it was definitely a hairy moment, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, dumbest creatures. They preaches, are stupid, tell you.
2: I I we're, that's we're
0: that's in, uh, of them.
1: Yeah, we, when we were in the Pilliga, uh, we we're just driving along a track doing some scouting, and uh, a mob of you know maybe five or ten emus popped in front of us, and you know they waddled along the road in front of us, mm-hmm. you know, for a little while, and nine out of ten of them ran into the yeah, bush, yeah. and one, one of them stayed inside. on the track, yeah. and like five kilometres later, it's still on the track in front of us, <laughs> just running. But like and we're slowing down and trying to let it go through a few corners, and I finally, surely it's got off the track to catch up to it again. And oh, it's just dumb. The other thing that surprised me about emus, and this was um, up on a high point in Severn. I was sitting up there just having a listen for some goats up there, and um, I just heard this grunting. Yeah. Goes, and I thought, I thought, I think yeah. over here. And uh, I snuck up over the top, and uh, it was emus. <laughs> And Steam mm. you had climbed to the top of the high point in Severn and was hanging out yeah. up there. You'd think they're too uncoordinated to climb. Yeah,
3: here. no, no, they go, yeah, they get back down on the <laughs> No, they move not too bad.
0: <laughs> I had
3: one nearly come through the
0: driver's side window at Severn. I was with Darcy and we we're driving along the bottom track there, I think, you know, right down the very, on the National Park boundary. Mm. And I just happened to look at the window and it was just... <laughs> It was literally coming at the car on this angle. I went, whoa, look out. And it just stopped or, you know, diverted at the last second. But it seemed to be intent on crashing into us. And I was like, God, I don't want to explain that one. <laughs> he got a ding in the door from an emu, but luckily it spun away. God, I think it was just, it was just making a beeline for the car. I don't know if it was just running and we, we were intersecting paths where it was taking offence of us. Driving along, but boy, it came straight at us. <laughs> mm, um, and when you go out through Charleville Way and you see like flocks of 50 or 60 of them sitting in, in a paddock, you realise that, you know, they're not that cute when there's 50 <laughs> or 60 of them moving to your paddock and start clearing <laughs> up overnight because I'm sure they, they, they chew through most of your, your crops in a real oh, short yeah. order.
2: Mm-hmm. So, hey, sorry, Mark. I was no. going to say, um, just to change the subject a little bit i'm not a bow hunter i've shot a bow a couple times um if bow hunting was something that i wanted to get into yeah. and i came down to you know came down to yeah. apex because obviously that's the leading bows at all what should i be looking for what what you know what's what's your recommendation for someone to get into bow hunting what should they be looking for that's a
3: that's a uh, pretty deep rabbit hole to go into but my my biggest recommendation is definitely do your research uh on 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 what it is exactly that you want to want to do with the bow, um what style of hunting you're, you're sort of hoping to achieve um i'd try to steer um guys in the direction of the, their, their local uh, field archery clubs. It's a great place to start, and, and, and normally the communities there are really, really great, um, and they're more than willing to sort of show you all different types of bow setups and, 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 and stuff like that, and you can kind of try the, the feel for it and... and, and, and um, and it's a good way to sort of get your bearings on what sort of direction you want to take. Um, definitely going into a bow store like uh, in an apex like we have there, we've got a pretty good setup in the way of that. We've kind of stock, you know, not, not you know, there's uh, not not everything, but we have you know a, a, a wide range there. Um, uh, some really knowledgeable uh, bow technicians there. Like just even the short time that I've been there, I've learned a lot off uh, young Charlie. So he's like my mentor. <laughs> Shout out to Charlie. Um, uh, it's yeah. So we have got like the the workshop in the back, so you kind of you know can do on the spot uh, custom builds for customers. Um, we've got a range as well um, in there built, so that way we can kind of do uh, a, a, a bit of coaching and um, uh, anchor points, so we can have the customer leaving the store uh, comfortable with with, um, with what they're shooting. Um, I know for myself, I just try and sort of steer them in the direction of all the information I wish I got told when I first got into boat hunting. I try and pass it on in the way of um, because uh, I sort of rushed into it, I was just kind of like, you know, busy life. Oh, I want to get walk. Just went into a bow and rushed into rushed into buying a bow, sort of thing. So it's definitely something that um, just if you think you want to get into it, uh, definitely take your time and and um and because you know it's a uh i definitely don't believe in that you do you don't have to spend a lot of money spend what you can like spend spend the money that you're willing to be able to um to you know because not everyone has the biggest uh, uh budgets out there so spend within your your means and um because there's definitely you know there's a wide range of bows out there and they're all they're all they're all pretty good and they'll get you across the line uh, from a hunting perspective um someone i am with my bow hunter um not having done too much target archery stuff um uh, not that there's anything wrong with that it's just not sort of my thing um it's definitely something that i you know because i don't obviously have a lot of um, money to spend on this sort of stuff i kind of call myself a budget bow hunter um i try and do everything cheap so that way i have more money to spend on fuel to go hunting because <laughs> our diesel is pretty expensive at the moment <laughs> so you know spend yeah. spend you know buy a good quality gear and um and look after it and uh and yeah practice a lot practice a lot there's a you know, i could go on for a while about bow setups and uh, arrow builds there's definitely a lot of a lot of science hidden <laughs> behind it all and a lot of um a lot of time i've spent a lot of time on my setup and my arrow sets up and it's always seems to be changing with different opinions and you know the world of archery moves moves pretty quick on you know uh the right way to do things and you know definitely a lot of different opinions out there one thing i think hunting as uh, broad that doesn't really get touched on a lot is there's a lot of emphasis on you know how to get into hunting and and um, you know what to use and, and and what to do, but not a lot of once you're actually out there and you've hit the animal, what then you do after that? Because you know not always, not always, you know, do you get the perfect perfect shot? And if you are hunting these state forests, it is going to get quite thick, and you know you may hit the animal. In most circumstances, it only has to go ten yards before you've lost sight of it. So um, I was recently going through the um, uh, going back through the hunter education program on the DPI website. And the bow hunting segment on that is, um, is amazing with the, with the information that they have on uh, uh, basically everything on the board spectrum on, um, on archery. But uh, one thing that I really liked in there is they had that the whole sort of uh, recovery process from different shots on, on animals. Say, like, say if you uh, hit an animal and you've lost sight of it, um, they recommend giving 20, 30 minutes to, before you then follow it up of the the adrenaline still running through that animal because it's obviously just been just been shot the last thing you want to do is follow it up too quickly and potentially bump it further away and make the situation worse so that's sort of like my sort of rule of thumb after i've taken a shot even if i've seen the animal go down i kind of give it sort of 20 30 minutes to sort of sit and just calm myself and um, if i haven't seen where the animal's gone down i then sort of Make my way to where um, the arrow is gone because normally you get you get a pass through, um, not always, but you know I've been lucky so far and had pass throughs all the times, so and then you're able to check the blood on your arrow, blood on the ground, and then correctly assess on where you go from there. You know where if you know if it's been a bad shot, you've you know hit gut um, or like one lung, like one lung gut, like you see gut on the arrow. Uh, it, and, and you can't you see a you know define track on where the animal's gone. Definitely give it the time it needs to to expire. You're only you know and from my experiences and from hearing other people's experiences, you're only going to bump them further if you you know pursue that too too quickly. Mm. Um, and it's something that sort of it doesn't really get touched on too much. And I believe it's probably one of the most important lessons to learn <laughs> yeah, for, for, for any style of hunting. Yeah. Mm.
0: So what's your so your recommendation is no matter what yeah, what yeah
3: that's that's what I do and from from just from my experience sure. yeah whether you know I've had them like that last Billy I shot he only went five yards and sort of sputtered into the ground and, and, and that was it and um, no movement after that but um, I've just I've, I've even seen it where that, like that's mm-hmm. happened and then a uh, hunter go up to uh, then recover it and then they just get up and run away so it's like yeah one of those yeah. things that definitely... Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, yeah, try and sort of just get, gather my bearings and I sort of, what I'll do is I, I'll actually set, set a timer on my phone after I've made the shot <laughs> because when you're waiting that 20 to 30 minutes, three minutes can feel like an hour <laughs> because you, you're like, well, you know, you're, you know, trying to trying to do the right thing, but yeah, you can, in trying to do the right thing, you can sometimes do yourself a, a, a mischief. Mm.
0: It, it's it's really good advice in fact you know it's and, and we've all experienced that you know i once shot a billy and it, it looked like i hit it with a you know yeah. force hammer it just it didn't even it didn't even fall it just yeah. went flat like took my off it to go get another because it was a mob came yeah. back and it's yeah. gone you know i thought how's that possible it was like mm. you know literally it just it
3: was, yeah
0: it looked like it was dead yep. before, it, you know, it's, yeah, it, can... it, it barely hit the ground, but it got up and moved away, and so it does happen. And, I mean, you know, I've seen I've seen guys over-anxious on deer, and the deer get up and realise that, oh, it's it's injured, but it's not it's not out for the count, and then you've got that situation where you're chasing something that is at incredibly high adrenaline, and it's, you know, so it's very easy to lose. Yeah,
3: for sure, yeah. yeah.
1: So... Yeah, Patience is much. everything. with so, yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. isn't it? So it's, patient, probably, it's, probably, it's probably p- why I'm not particularly yeah. good at.
1: <laughs> Patience is everything. Like oh, yeah. everything yeah. from the setup to the to the learning, the the continuous practice. You know, getting in nice and close. The disappointments, the disappointments, the disappointments. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, like you say, uh, shooting them and then having to wait. It's, yeah. You know,
3: yeah. It's something that even like I've sort of uh, taken. I've been on a few. Uh, I haven't actually hunted with a rifle, but I've been on a few hunts where my mates have hunted with rifles. And um, after shots, I'm sort of like, well, let's, let's wait. I'm down. Let's, let's wait and see what's happened before. So, I'm um, yeah, I'm kind of a... Uh, yeah a bit of a mm-hmm. yeah I, I like to yeah make sure that we've give it the time and time it needs I guess too because I, I i i listen to a a lot of um uh hunting content um majority of a lot of it quite visitors and all, all the australian um, podcasts are great but they don't come out as much as i as I listen to it's <laughs> hunting uh content so I listen to a lot of American stuff and um yeah where they are at with uh as far as their sort of um their hunting community and the way that they're um uh their recovery processes—they spend a lot of time doing this, and um, a lot of information I uh, sort of t- take out into the field sort of comes from these sort of uh, um, you know mule deer and white tail style style hunters, and that's what you see. Like you'll watch these videos mm-hmm. where you know um you know these kind of uh industry uh celebrities will you know make bad shots but they're like oh yeah cool like, we got them and it's like wait, like, wait a minute that was a terrible shot but it's not that you know it's it's, it's not that they've made a terrible shot that um is, is the issue it's that okay well okay the shot wasn't that great but we know the steps we need to take to then go in and recover the animal and that's what you see like guys like from say for example uh the, multiple different YouTubes, like, say, the Hunting Public and, like, a lot of whitetail stuff where they're not sort of worried about uh, meat wasters because the, the weather kind of allows them to have to back out for the night. It seems it's, yeah. al- it's almost mm. common practice that that's what they do. They, you know, they'll, they'll shoot an animal and go, okay, well, we didn't see where it go, or let's just back out. Like, I think there's a saying, like, if in doubt, back it out. It's, like, one of the main methods that they, they, that they sort of use. Um, you know, and it, it sucks, and it's a hard board to, to buy for sure, um, given at that time. But I've found definitely it's um it it, it hasn't steered me wrong yet. That's for sure. Yeah, that I,
0: I, I watch a lot of their stuff too, and you know, and you see that that when they take a shot, they'll there's confidence on the shot, but they won't. They'll just even in they're very confident on the shot, and they'll almost you know say we saw it go down. Yeah. They'll just wait. They'll just yeah. they'll wait for it to expire. The other thing, of course, the, the the benefit too is they've got that. There's that woman that when they do can't find something, they give her a call. She turns up with exactly. the dogs. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Dog's yeah. And, you know, sure enough, yeah. the dog would, But and that and it's overnight. Yeah. You know, it's not like oh, well, yeah. it's okay. We'll leave it out overnight. It'll yeah. be fine in the morning. And you kind of go, wow, that's I wish. Yeah. Wish I had that yeah. opportunity. You know, and, mm. run, and geez, if I don't yeah. get with the next. An hour, we're gonna lose
3: yeah, meat. Yeah, for the heat, And and I you know, say that. Yeah, I think one hundred percent agree with obviously you know giving it that time is a, an element of like um, obviously you're gonna lose the meat and stuff like that. In my mind, though, like I'd much rather uh, lose the meat and um and. And still recover the animal and know that the job's done then lose the animal completely and yeah. completely that's that's just my frame of mind i'm not saying that you know this is this, you know, the only way to go about it um, you know, everyone's you know, each to their own but it's definitely a method that you know, i kind of set my morals on <laughs> and that that you know that
0: service they use where the woman turns up with the dog i mean there's that's that's also something that's quite yeah. common overseas i mean in, in the uk it's it's almost as you know it's almost yeah. part and parcel. Mm. You've got you've got the guys who hunt deer, and then you've got the people who help you, with, you recover with, yeah. with retrieval if yeah. yeah. you can't find them. Mm. Well, they come in and they literally. That's what they do. They send the dogs in, and sure enough, yeah. they you know mostly times up the dogs. Yeah, yeah I've listened to a few
3: hunting podcasts where they've had uh, guys on there that are trackers, and it's their full-time job. They do it all year round. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah mm-hmm. it's a full t-
2: yeah. Well, I know in some in some countries you have to you have to have access to a recovery dog. I think it's Scandinavia. Some of the Scandinavian yep. countries you have to have access to a recovery yep. dog.
0: Yeah. yeah certainly certainly yeah. would make life a lot easier mm. um, being uh, having that opportunity
1: well depends my dog learned to recover wombat <laughs> bloody thing <laughs> <laughs> um, and now <laughs> and now she's been off the deer for so long sitting here at my feet she's she's now learned to find mm-hmm. bunnies so that's going to be yeah okay. Man, she's flushing mm. bunnies yeah. out all over the place so um you know that'll turn into a bit of fun and uh <laughs> Yes, she's still fascinated by the chickens that run around the farm. Uh, she knows she's not allowed to eat them, and she never will. Um, but she gets she gets the stalk on, and it's hilarious to watch. Good fun. It'd be uh, it'd be a, a really interesting role taking a dog and doing recovery for people. I think that'd be, mm, it'd be yeah. a pretty special thing to be able to do. But um, yeah. hey, I wanted to expand on Johnny's question. Um, his one was, um, uh, you know, for the new yeah. bow hunter, what would you get into? I just wanted to change that up a bit. Um, now that you've done a bit of R-license hunting, you've only been in it for a, yeah, you know, yes. a few years, so you've not exactly yeah. been in it for years and years long, but for the new hunter now, you're in the industry now, you're gonna be talking to people every day that are coming in and yeah. wanting to get into hunting. Um, so outside of the the bow component of that question, um, what's your advice for new hunters looking at getting into R-license hunting? Um, you know That can be anything uh, really from, from yeah. gear yeah. to uh, research to, to what have you, but how are you, how are you suggesting people get into um, yeah, public so, land um, hunting? Yeah,
3: I definitely recommend them going and checking, obviously, like, like I said, going and checking out the local clubs. So you have like three AAA and the uh, Shayan Bow Hunters Association clubs. I haven't been to any ABA clubs myself. It's something that I've, just because all my local clubs are three AAA, there's two different sort of associations. Um, I do recommend them go to them 100%. Um, and then I definitely steer them towards, because the most question you get is like, oh, where can I go hunt? And it's like, unfortunately, in Queensland, there's not yeah. a whole whole lot of options for them. But I'm definitely out yeah, pretty much. Like I'm a pretty big, um, yeah, New South Wales public land hunting advocate. Uh, tell everyone about it. Um, I actually had a, a doctor's appointment the other day where I spent 15 minutes talking to the doctor about public land hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm more, I'm more for, uh, I'm more than open for the chat. Um, yeah, so if you ever come down to the store, I'm normally running around the back somewhere get one of the boys to come grab me. I'm more than happy to to steer someone in the uh, the direction of public land hunting for sure. Uh, and as as simple as you know these days. So I, I, I did mine and, uh, I went into I think I believe it was the Hunter's warehouse. I went and done the like the physical course on the, the handwritten paper style job, but I believe it's all done online now. Um, so I steer them to the DPR website. Mm. The the Hunter Education program as well is kind of something I lean them towards. So even if they're not looking at getting their class R, I tell them to check out the Hunter Education program because the information on there is amazing. Um, I think anyway it's pretty 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 good. Um, and then from there I sort of as far as gear goes, it's like the three B's for me is that obviously you want you know confidence in your bow and um, your bow setup and your broadheads and all those kind of things. You want to be comfortable with you know you, you want to you don't want to have any doubt in your mind that your gear is going to fail you out there. As far as your bow setup, um, and then from there is obviously your backpack because you're going to need you're going to need water. You're going to need a fair bit of wire carry a fair bit of water around, sort of that yeah, sort of six to seven liters on me and um, normally go through it uh, you know hmm. um, pr- pretty quick and then boots is probably my most important thing i would recommend because last thing you want is your feet sort of uh, letting go on you out there and blisters and whatnot like you know you can definitely push through it but I definitely mm. if i'm gonna drop any money it's on it's on boots i run a pair of Zambalands at the moment um they're, they're great they're great boots um, I'm pretty intrigued to check out things I, I think it's a hundredbrankle Crispies, I'm pretty intrigued, they are expensive but yeah, fine. yeah, a good quality boot can, can yeah, change the hunt for you, 100%. Mm. Did anyone
1: tried uh, Steve Rinella's, um recommendation <laughs> yeah. of Schnee's boots? <laughs> Schnee's. I, I keep hearing Schnee's. I don't know that, no. I don't know if it's... Uh, uh, you know, nice. comments or, yeah, he, he brings them up all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. so uh,
2: Remy Warren yeah. uses them. Yeah, okay, Stephen Eller, yeah. they will use the Schnees yeah, okay.
0: boots. Oh,
2: America, well, they're Italian boots, but yeah. maybe only available in America. Oh. I've not seen them here.
1: No, I haven't either. Yeah, we're,
2: Lowers,
0: Lowers are pretty common for us. I'm a big fan for, yeah. big, for, big yeah. for Um I've got two pairs, I've got yeah. a pair in England and a pair here. And uh, they are they're yeah. they're Italian they're an Italian made boot they're fantastic, um they're, yeah, they're and and you know, the latest boots i have got was egg, as 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 you mentioned in is the lower but I got those specifically as a summer boot so they are a synthetic boot they're unlined they're, they're light as a feather they're they're actually incredibly um, quiet too which yeah. is is impressive um, one of the problems I find with h- hiking boots over the years is because of the, the you know, the, the design of a hiking boot is, is to hike. So sole being quiet is not that important to someone technically hiking. No. But mm. So sometimes you can get hiking boots <laughs> that are quite noisy because they're, you know, they're, they're stiff, they're rigid and stuff like that. Finding a, a hunting boot actually not so easy, but I find some Zambolans are not a bad compromise yeah, sure. in that space. I did buy these French hunt, hunting boots once mm-hmm. Now. No, fantastic in a wet, but they squeaked. <laughs> mm. so yeah, I squeaks annoy me. Squeak. Couldn't, 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 couldn't hear anybody squeak, did everything I could. You know, literally did everything we could. Every could yeah. couldn't get this squeak out of them. So, they live in England as well because they're <laughs> that swampy mess over there. But um, yeah, and then obviously
3: uh, couldn't get being rid of Australia it. as well. Um, gators, uh, you know, because they've got. Creepy crawlers out there that aren't aren't too friendly. Um, not that I've seen a lot of them out there. Like I'm sure there's been a lot that I haven't seen and just sort of slipped straight over. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, definitely get like a good pair of gators and um, first aid kit and a little bit of knowledge about oh, how to use the first aid kit because you know there's some of the places if you go out there and, and hunt these public lands, you'll find yourself into some pretty sticky situations that have you to like think you oh, have I hurt myself here how am I going to get out <laughs> so it's definitely something to be talking about
1: I'm um, I'm always surprised always surprised how many people characters <laughs> yeah. have never been open yeah. no idea what's yeah. in it no idea how yeah. to use it yeah this yeah. of course is a really good idea to do yeah, yeah. Uh, do you no, use any
3: um, I've, I've something I've been looking into and uh, saving my pennies for that's for sure <laughs> Give the put the my yeah,
0: yeah, well worth it. Definitely on the on the on my my purchase list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. When I got when I when my boy my, my first son was born, that was one of the first things I bought. Yeah, could to buy a a, PB, you know, a personal locator beacon. Thought yeah, we've got well, <laughs> <I've> got responsibilities <laughs> now. Known. I can't yeah. just, you know, I just yeah. can't just yeah. can't not worry about those things. But certainly that's that they they. And they come in different formats and there's different versions, but certainly that's something worth worth considering as well.
3: Um,
0: mm. And they're small enough that they can they just it stays in the pack. You know, and it's got a five year um, uh, lifespan. And, and the good thing about the one I got is that they actually contact you when it's getting low on the lifespan, so you don't even have to worry about it too much. So you know they, they make contact with you. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> yeah. And then yeah. yeah. So uh, and then, yeah, I guess so, I'm a bit, of a, a bit of a planner. So I sort of, you know, weeks prior to the hunt, I've got the whole hunt planned out. As far as everything down to, like, you know, if, if mm. stuff does go bad, where is the closest help as far as, like, sort of hospitals and, and whatnot, it's definitely good to sort of know you surround, and so you're not sort of thinking, oh, no, like what do we do now? It's sort of good to have those sort of plan A, Bs and Cs in place. Uh, yeah, expect to... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, not much of a, a list. It's all kind of <laughs> as I'm kind of planning it out. Where I'm going group chat with the boys at Huntwood, and I'm just kind of just belt feeding them, you know, <laughs> what, what I think's you know likely to happen. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: nearest hospital. Huh? I had never considered, yeah. no, well, I- of
2: that either. Yeah,
1: nah. I, figure, I figure saying necessary hey, taking it doesn't work if you've got no data. That's why I've got um, the uh, Zolios. Just push SOS on it and they'll come
2: get me. That's, yeah, bring the choppers.
1: Uh... Yeah. I'm
0: out of Gatorade. Quick. <laughs> help, help, help. help, help.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, good. No, good. Right.
0: I think mm. if there's a learning tonight, it's that know where the yeah. local doctor is. That's not a bad way yeah, oh, Not in camp. Mm.
3: Come back to camp and. Um, uh, we we just finished packing, um, like, um, like field dressing the animal and and getting in the esky and stuff like that and had a few beers. And as I was getting into my swag, I got bit on my, on my, on my thigh by a spider. And, um, we found it and we're like looking at it Mm. thinking, oh, what kind of spider is that? (laughs) Is it, am I, is my life in danger or what's going on here? And then we kind of turned into this like (laughs) a, a black sort of house spider. Um, just kind of made me a little bit nauseous and a bit of a headache. I just sort of. Yeah, probably not the wisest advice, but I think I just had another beer and, 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 had, a, and had a bit of a sleep, and then started driving home. But
0: yeah. no, no,
3: but definitely, yeah.
1: You had, you've been bitten by something, and it's caused it, it, you headaches yeah. and pain, and well, yeah, well, you've toughed know, it out. It, Good on
3: spend, you. That's uh, it, mate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's self-medicated, self Bush and outfield. I've been bit by all sorts of you know, uh, scorpions and. Uh, the golden orbs and, and whatnot. So, I've, yeah, I've been on the on the on the receiving end of a few bites. So, I kind of, you know, not an expert on it, but yeah, kind of yeah, know know what kind of it feels like. <laughs> well, you know, it can yeah. go it You're
1: can a, go well, south. I, it can go south real quick. I was I was hunting with uh, a friend of mine, and uh, we he didn't feel like he got bitten yeah. by anything, but um, we'd finished wandering around. And we got back to the car, and I think he got tagged by something as he opened the gate on our way out. To, you know, he was opening the gate for the car to go through. Anyway, he got in, and he was really uncomfortable. Um, and then he just said, "Look, take me home. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not real well. well." Within five or ten minutes, he was yeah. barely conscious. Yes. And it just happened that we were on our way to town that I didn't stop. I didn't stop and call an ambulance because yeah. it would have taken longer. By the time I got him to emergency, he was gone. Like yeah. he was completely, like stuffed. He couldn't move. Um, he couldn't hold his head up. He was he was basically yeah. unconscious. And um, they think he got to, got done yep. by a, by a snake, um, but mm. it, you know because the spider was really not going to yep. do that to him so quickly, um, or it was some crazy allergic reaction to a some sort yeah. of weed that, mm. uh, that that stung him, but yeah it was most likely a snake and that was that was yeah. not that was very scary uh, he was a couple of couple of days in hospital getting his system flushed out but um all's well ends well he's okay now but yeah it would just freak me out how how fast that was now if we mm. were up on the hill it would have been go button time for sure mm. get the chopper yeah there's, there's no way we would have hit. i mean it, he went down in 10 minutes it was, yeah pretty pretty serious so um, yeah, do encourage people yeah, to have for those. Sure. Buttons, yeah, Yeah, definitely. Don't get
0: one. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ouch. Cool. Um, anything else about some of your R license hunts that uh, we haven't covered? I think you've um, we've really drilled you on, uh, yeah. on the Ben Braggie stuff. I'm pretty keen to get <laughs> yeah. out there to look at that. Um,
3: uh. Yeah no, I think of yeah that's that's pretty much all I can sort of. There's a, there's there a, with the camp spots there. There's a couple of um a couple of good ones on. I think as you come into the forest, uh the the track to the the left, I believe, is called Red Trail. Um just off that, there's a few good camp spots. They're sort of cleared out areas for just are so sort of set up for for camping and stuff like that. Um if you follow there's a, one of the tracks. Uh, I think your second right. Will actually take you to not quite as good as hill camp, but um it's a it's up on the uh, on a ridge and you only sort of have to walk twenty or thirty yards before you're sort of looking out at uh over the whole forest. So yeah, it's a it's a cool spot there for sure. Yeah. And then obviously too as well if you know yeah, yeah. it's been a hot a day and you want to go for a swim in the river at the end of it you can yeah so it's, it's only like sort of ten fifteen minutes down there Bungara then so we've got the river there and that and the free camp spots so yeah. No, it sounds like a magic
1: spot all right so if people are yeah. trying to find you and get in contact with you you're on socials i see you're putting a bit of stuff out on socials now yeah. so how do people find yeah, you sure.
3: just uh i guess i'm um, mostly active on uh, on instagram it's just market range five, and then um yeah i'm more than happy to answer any questions or like again i'm not an expert but if i can help you i will if I, or if i can't i'll find someone that will and um, if you're local to the area um yeah drop into the store and um there's a great staff there and um yeah, or well, more than willing to help, and if I'm there, yeah, shout out, and I'll come out and chat your ear off about public land hunting. Mm, Ooh,
0: sounds, fun.
3: sounds like a perfect day. I'll note.
0: be out there soon because my boy keeps, keeps bothering me about it. He wants a new bow, but I told him, what, I, I said, I won't buy a bow <laughs> with wheels. I said, I'll buy you a bow. There you want a bow with yeah, wheels, you've got to wheels for cars, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, I'll, I'll get yeah. him started on the recurve, and if he wants to take yeah. it further, then that's up to him.
1: That's fair enough. That's a good, that's a good mm. yeah. thing, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we'll call that a night, I reckon, guys, unless there's any other questions. Yeah, why not? Sounds
2: good.
1: Yeah, we don't want to, to drag that one out uh, too much longer. I think we've got all of the detail that we needed for this specific one. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people to be interested I'm going to book in now because everyone can be booked up now because going to it's go just up, gonna, right, so. just gonna book up. Yeah, I'm um, thinking be it. No, it'd be good, it'd be good to get some activity out there. Um, it sounds like a great spot and it probably poses a little bit more of a challenge in Severn, so um,
2: yeah, it'd be a good one. Yeah, sure.
1: All right, cool and nice. into this one, not like Severn? Yeah, no, well, I'm in Severn. So book, I'm, I'm booked into Severn, but I'm going to book into this one. I think it sounds sounds mm. really good. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well thank you. Awesome. So, cool. It's been Thanks, awesome Jess. to Thanks pick your brain friend. on this, mate. And um yeah, stay in touch it. Sure. Thank you.